0: All right, all right. What's happening, everybody? Yo, this is a special Wednesday night edition of Going Full Nerd Live. Yeah, ooh, ooh, this is scary, you know. Now I'm gonna talk a little smack because you know everybody was where everybody was like, yo, yo, we 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 want we want you we want you online Wednesday to talk about what if we want you we, we need you. Online, talking about what if I said, okay, we're gonna do it at eight o'clock. We're gonna get online eight o'clock on Wednesday, and we're gonna talk about what if we're gonna talk about the last three episodes that I never talked about: episode seven, episode eight, episode nine. And I look over at the chat window to see who's actually logged on live. Not nan Not one joker that was like, Yo, we want to make sure we see this. We want to get online and we want to see it. Y'all got to understand, I need my beauty rest. I need my beauty rest. There's a reason why I do these shows on Sunday evenings, but I digress. I am going to do what I do no matter. What I'm gonna say it again, I'm gonna do what I do no matter what. So I'm here, I'm talking about it, and this is where we're going to go because episode seven, eight, and nine. Seven and eight. Oh, 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 hold up, we're here. Okay, I got it, I got it. I see, you know, I got to start some foolishness because you know hey i ain't getting no prettier so i need to get all the beauty rest i can i'm just saying i'm just saying so as i sit drinking my uh green tea from the red rum mug we're going to talk about episode seven eight nine and we're going to open up the phone lines eventually, once I finish, for questions that people may have of me or plot holes they feel that they saw. And maybe I can explain it from my point of view. But if you've seen the title of today's episode, and that is What If Season 1, we're going to talk Episodes 7, 8, and 9, as um, basically Party Thor, then What If Ultron won? And the final, what if the Watcher was that uh, abandoned his oath or, you know, what if, what if, what if, basically, whatever you want to call it. All right, so check this out. Talk about the Party Thor episode. Let's talk about that. You know, I tried to defend the Party Thor episode with my friends. It it was interesting. It was wild. It was, I tried to defend it. Okay. Now here's the issue. Here's the thing. And, uh, excuse me. You know, it's been a long, long work day, but let me explain. Okay. Party Thor episode. What if Thor was an only child? Okay. I mean, it actually had some cool points. It was actually a lighter episode. Um, it was pretty nice. And basically it, had a lot of Easter eggs. It had all sorts of stuff going on, showed us characters in a different light that we never saw. We got Darcy. Yes, Darcy from the original Thor, from WandaVision, getting married to Howard the Duck. So that was a, that was a lighthearted episode until we, as in all What If episodes, get to the very end and we get a very interesting cliffhanger. And the interesting cliffhanger was they showed this. Awesome. This awesome looking. Okay. This awesome looking Ultron Vision Hybrid with Infinity Stones entering Thor's universe. And we were looking at it and we were like, oh snap oh sugarfoot. To keep the language somewhat clean, clean, you know. I mean, I cuss, but still sometimes I'm trying to do better. Okay, so here's the dealio that ended. Party Thor episode, kind of cool. There was nothing in it that really impacted me. I mean, to see a Frost Giant Loki was pretty awesome. That was pretty cool. To see a, um, you know, just Thor partying, you know, getting, getting, getting jumped on by his mom—that was kind of cool. But there was nothing really thing until you got to the very end and saw that Vision Ultron. Now, people saw that episode; they saw the end, and they were like, "Oh hell yeah, we about to get some good stuff. This is about to be the bomb." And then that led us into the "What if Ultron won?" episode now i mean the divergent point in episode eight was actually pretty cool i mean it was instead of the avengers like in age of ultron getting the vision body and doing their thing with it ultron kept it and then he ended up taking over the world now here's the thing a lot of us were like why didn't some of this happen in the marvel movies life would have been so much easier you know I mean, hey, Ultron did his thing. He took everybody out, blah, 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 blah. We knew that was going to happen because the episode was what if Ultron won. But then, you know, when you saw Thanos step off that ship with the Infinity Gauntlet and get sliced in half by a laser from the soul gem, I mean, not the but from the mind gem, here goes... Um, here goes the issue with that and this is the thing this is the part that really gets me about all of this and that is why couldn't they stop thanos like that in the main mcu i know plot points plot points plot points (laughs) plot points plot points and um it is what it is i mean it's cool It's cool, but, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. Anyway, we're going to get to the episode that we bring on. But then we saw the Watcher throw down, knowing that that was not the Watcher from the comic books. That was not Uatu. That was a brother watcher. That's Jeffrey Wright, the watcher. I mean, he just went down, went all Super Saiyan, went, oh, Goku, Vegeta, Frieza. He got his battle armor. He started doing his thing and he was throwing down and going through realities and getting his ass whooped by Ultron. Now, this is going to lead us into where he ended up hiding in. Where he had trapped the evil Doctor Strange from a number of episodes ago. From the Doctor Strange, what if Doctor Strange lost something other than his hands? Now, here's the issue. Here's the problem I got. It. So he went to the evil or repentant or corrupted Doctor Strange for assistance. And he got that assistance. But here, goes my problem. And my problem isn't infinity gems working across different alternate realities. I got an explanation for that one, but where my issue comes is this week's episode. Now, if you have not watched this week's episode of what if I'm going to tell you, it should have been called why this, because I think it was the ultimate cop-out episode that ruined in my opinion a great season 1 but opened the door for decent possibilities. I mean, I'm a, I mean that sounds real conflicted, don't it? Don't it? Yeah, it does. But I am going to put this out in my unique fashion. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is what it is. They basically from my opinion, ruined Ultron again. Ultron is one of the most pinnacle comic book supervillains. And I think they ruined him in the comic books more recently, but that's a whole different story. And I'm not even going to get into that here and now, but Ultron, while I was growing up, he was the pinnacle Avengers villain. He always kept coming back. He always took them to the brink and then was narrowly defeated by something special. Okay, I remember one of the first comic books I read, Ultron was narrowly defeated because the Scarlet Witch used her hex powers or chaos magic or whatever we want to call it nowadays and cracked his outer shell and his power supply, sucking the energy out of him. You know, I remember Galactus sucked the energy out of him a couple of times. It's all sorts of different things that caused Ultron problems. But he learned to keep coming back, and he was always that homicidal maniac. Now, this one, I kind of feel that they actually defeated Ultron a little bit too easy. Now, I understand that, you know... COVID protocols reduce the animation time, reduce the uh, voice actors coming in the studio, doing what they were supposed to do. Hey, Marvel, if you need a voice actor, I am available. I have my own equipment and I can record any lines and send them to you. Just putting that out there. But (sighs) to have the fight scene, and the things that they had in there and how Ultron was defeated really kind of ticked me off. Now, this final season finale, you know, it gave us the Guardians of the Multiverse. This was teased by toys being released in Target and a Hyundai commercial. Yes, a Hyundai commercial. You know, with Thor swinging his hammer, driving a Hyundai, fighting hordes and hordes of Ultron robots with everybody else into say yeah now let's talk a little bit let's bring this up i got to okay we're going to give a little recap of season nine. Oh, we got of episode nine let's let's get this recap and when i talk this recap you're going to be like you know what onyx you're right you are right this this is this is why we have issues this is why we have trust issues so if you think about it let's go Guardians of the Multiverse. So, Watcher, Evil Doctor Strange, or shall I call him Dark Strange? They understand they can't defeat Ultron powered by the Infinity Gems alone. So they go through reality and they start picking up people. I choose you, Pikachu. I choose you. So here's the thing: we get him going into an alternate version of Captain America, the Winter. Uh, what was it? The Winter Soldier uh, movie. But we got Captain Carter on the boat fighting Batroc de Lipper. I think I said that like I said in every other episode. I get to say Batroc de (laughs) Lipper and getting that out my thing. Um, Okay. Good fight. Kind of cool. You know, but it was like, okay, I got you. You come in with me. Then it was like, I got you coming with me. Thor pissed off about his date with Jane Foster. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to get with you. You know, Killmonger from the Wakanda uh episode. Um, you know, what if uh Tony Stark didn't become Iron Man or didn't die or something like that, or whatever it was again? I can't remember. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, Killmonger was an asshole. So it really made me scratch my head in the beginning. Why did Killmonger get selected? I know they were gonna select him, but I was like, why? And then you had them, you know, Star Lord. T'Challa, Star-Lord, all that good stuff. We got it. We get it. Then we get introduced to a character that wasn't even in it from any other things. We get a Gamora holding Thanos' dual wielded blade and we don't get her backstory. All we know is that she killed or defeated Thanos and it opens up with her melting down the Infinity Gauntlet back with Mitri or Nitri or whatever his name is, Thor's big giant Peter Dinklage elf, okay? And with a Tony Stark with some big ass armor. Now, here's my problem. Here's my issue. Here's where I am PO'd. I would have loved to seen that episode before this one. That would have been great. Now, I understand they said they pushed an episode to the beginning of season two. So obviously, it's going to be that Gamora episode where they introduce and talk about Gamora's backstory. But here is my problem. Honestly, they should have shown that episode and then left this finale for season two. But I understand they wanted to give people closure because, hey, what is it? Fans like you, like me, like us, we're impatient. We'd have been pissed if we didn't get the resolution. To this, what if Ultron won? I I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't agree with it. I know I would have bitch moaned and complained that I would have had to wait till season two to get a resolution on this. But you know what? It's all good. It's all good. I see what they did. I know what they did. It's okay. They're catering to those who have no patience. It is okay. And we all want the next season now. We all next to season. And I can say confidently, even without them announcing it, that Gamora episode introducing the character we met in today's episode will be that first episode. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. it. But now, let's continue on. We're going to continue on. Yes, we're going to continue on. You know, lines inside this thing like "Shut up, Stark. You're not important here." That's probably kind of cool. You know, they got little little quips that were okay. You know, but let's get to the Ult- ultimate Ultron, Infinity Ultron, Ultron Infinite w- Point Zero, whatever you want to call him, Ultravision, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so. Here we go. Heroes make drinks and accidentally summon Ultron or alert them to their presence. And then the fight goes down. And so they have a plan. The plan makes sense. The plan really seems predestined. Ooh. Kind of like they knew how the fight was going to go because to take, you know, to introduce elements from all the other episodes and then get into this fight. I'm like, okay, I mean, this is a character that laid waste to worlds of heroes in his home universe. And yet he was so easily dispatched in this one episode. I know plot holes, plot points. It is. Okay. So, let's get on. The whole plan counted on the attributes from each of the characters they pulled. You needed Captain Carter's motivation. You needed Gamora and her Infinity Crusher. You needed the Dark Doctor Strange and his raw power. You needed the thieving hands of uh, Star-Lord T'Challa. Who am I missing? Oh, yes and you needed the conniving, irresponsible-ass Killmonger. God. You know, this made me lose all respect for Killmonger. Because you you could just tell the way they drew it, the way they did it, his character was going to do some bullshit. It is what it is. Then you had Thor. Thor, really, honestly... Other than the pretty boy attitude, Thor really never changed from his normal counterpart. He was just a fighter. I'm just going to throw down, you know? He was an idiot. But anyway. But to be able to go take the fight back to Ultron's home universe, you can't tell me that the Watcher didn't plan that, obviously, and that was pretty cool. And it was real dumb that a super hybrid computer smart that had access to all the reality couldn't figure out. They took him back to his home world for a final fight. Let me scratch my head. Scratch my head. Then, then, I gotta go ahead. I gotta rant. I gotta rant about this episode to you guys. It is what it is. And, honestly, you know, the timely appearance of, I call Apocalypse Black Widow, you know, and that, is pretty, you know, and then her being able to be convinced by Captain Carter, you know, whom she really had no interaction with in any universe other than Captain Carter's home universe. But you know, hey, your dad's Alexi. Blah 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 blah. Hell, she didn't know who her daddy was in the, in the main Marvel universe. But it is okay. It is okay. It is okay. So basically, we end up with a neutered Ultron. A team that ended up fighting amongst themselves and the Watcher creating a problem that will have to be resolved probably at the end of the second season. Because you cannot trap two powerful beings in a stasis field and say, okay, we got to be careful so this doesn't crack. That's going to affect something somewhere, somehow, especially since we got these movies coming out where people are getting ready to screw over the multiverse. How my, man, how, my, how my man on TikTok do it? That's all I'm saying. All right? So now, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a long, 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 long time. Okay? You guys can call in if you like. Ask a question if you want. The number's on the screen. I, I, I personally, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. All I remind is everybody keep their language semi-clean. I'm the only one that could cuss here. <laughs> but if you do decide to call in, it is what it is. I'm going to go into the chat, take a look at a couple of questions and look at a few things. Okay. So going back in here, I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, Joshua, yes, we all want the second season. I mean, I can't wait for the second season. The rumor control of everything that I heard for the second season basically comes out and it says, hey, it's all going to be reflective of current Marvel Phase 4 episode, well, not episodes, but productions that have been hitting. So we're going to get some divergent points, probably out of Loki, WandaVision, uh, Shang-Chi, and some of these other movies, okay? You know, that 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 would be awesome. And then we keep going. As long as Jeffrey Wright stays healthy, you know, we're gonna I think we're gonna see more of what I like to call Brother Watcher. And that should be kind of cool. Um, going here, yeah, Ultron had a sale on hands, everybody could get it, and he was handing them out. I mean, when you go back to episode eight and Ultron was taking out all these worlds, that's why it kind of really upset me that. They act, this small, multiversal group was able to get the upper hand on Ultron so quickly. I mean, I, I know. We only got 20, 30 minutes per show. I understand. I understand. They had to wrap this stuff up. I know. But still. But still. you could have. They could have drugged this out just a little bit more. I know animation costs a lot of money. It does. It does. But give me some stick figures and finish this thing and do it off right. Now, let's take a look. Okay, now, uh, good question, Omar. I like it. How does this figure into the MCU scheme? Well, I think it's not so much a primary fitting into the MCU scheme, but what I really think is is this is more of a, what I like to call salt and pepper to season a dish. Okay? Salt and pepper seasoning a dish and the reason why i say that is this um we we already know wandavision uh introduced wanda looking into the dark hole looking across the multiverse uh especially with the emergence of her powers um and chaos magic as it was explained by agatha which a lot of us really didn't understand fully but i am going to say that uh what i from Looking at all these other things that have happened since WandaVision, this looks like it's going to be pretty intense and WandaVision actually affected these things a lot more than we really thought it did. I I mean, I'm just saying I'm not I don't know to what extent now, but I know it was a lot heavier hitting. Um, Continuing on, I'm also going to get here and say, let's go into Loki. Loki. Uh, had the crack open of the multiverse due to the emergence of Kang the Conqueror, okay? All right, understand this, and this is also going to go into my explanation because somebody had asked me a question, how does the Infinity Gems or Infinity Stones work in another universe? Uh, Excuse me. Well, Loki established a precedence. And the precedence wasn't that the Infinity Stones do not work in another universe. That's a comic book precedence. As far as the MCU was concerned, it was stated that the Infinity Stones do not work at the TVA, which we were led to understand or explained to understand that the TVA was a place outside of space and time. Therefore, it did not work. While the Watcher's Realm is affected by space and time. Okay? So, another theory, another thing that I looked at, also, okay, give me a second, we're going to go ahead and go to the phone line, let's get this in here, because I know you guys are a little behind. Okay, I got you online, I got you online, what's happening? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Okay. Oh, just that... because you mentioned Wanda. Okay. Why wasn't she one of the guardians of the multiverse? They could have pulled her from someplace else. Or did that figure too much into what you know? Okay. Okay. Pulled? Okay. Let's throw it out here. We're gonna put it out there. Thanks for calling in. We're gonna drop this in there. Wanda. They did have a Wanda that figured in into the episode, and that was the zombie Wanda, and though it was only a fleeting episode, you know, and basically, she was like, I'll I'll reference it to a Bugs Bunny cartoon, (laughs) which is, she was a bowling ball they dropped on Elma Fudd, and that's all it was when they dropped those zombies in. That's all it is. You know, because if you look at it and you see her reaction after her power had no effect on the, you know, ultimate vision or whatever you want to call it, the infinity vision, that sounds like a bad 1950s television set. But, you know, after that, she was a (laughs) non-factor. That's why they didn't do it. My bad. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, if you were talking about what they wanted, they should have left off or should have left out the Guardians of the Multiverse, honestly, I'm kind of upset they didn't bring in Ant-Man's head from the zombie-verse. I would love to know what happened to, you know, Sorcerer Supreme Peter Parker with the cape. I would have loved to know. Those characters were not addressed. And I think they should have had a better role in it. But I understand schedules, animation, I get it. But that would have made for a better story. Does that answer a question or give a good enough no prize? <laughs> That'll work. All right. All right. I'm going to disconnect and we're going to get to the other questions. There we go. Thanks a lot, Omar, for calling in. Appreciate it. And let me know that that still works. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, okay. Going back in here. That's my thing about figure names. Yeah, Josh, I'm going to be honest with you the multiverse had, really, the multiverse only had one heavy hitter, and that was Dark Strange, I like to call him. Or, you know, that was the dark version of Doctor Strange. I mean, uh, yeah, he was the only real heavy hitter. Thor was not a heavy hitter in this one. Watcher was a heavy hitter. So, I really think the planning session between Watcher and Strange really involved the Eye of Agamotto, the Time Gem, which worked. And I think that and you kind of heard it in the dialogue fleeting, they may have watched a number of realities like our Doctor Strange did in the MCU Prime during Infinity War. Think about that. Not explained, but implied. That's the way I kind of did it. What about all the flying Thor's hammers? Hey, that's just like the scene on Infinity War where he made an illusion or of all of himself and they all bound Thanos with their magic until they were dispelled. Same difference. One of Doctor Strange's uh, more known powers, I can forget what they called it in the comic books, but it's almost like some Naruto clone jitsu type stuff. So it's all good. There was only one true Thor's hammer. The rest of it was an illusion. Um, going through, do I think that Watchers plan dependent on Arnim Zola and Killmonger being power hungry jerks? And do they realize what happened to them? Okay. First of all, that's a great question, Stephanie. You got, you, t- you made everybody serious right now because you asked a very intelligent question. Yes, I do believe, and it goes back to my statement of, I believe that the dark, Dr. Strange used his eye of Agamotto time stone to go ahead and look at multiple futures, uh, depending on, on this particular situation. Now, It did depend on Killmonger being treacherous. It really did. And they did mention that inside the episode. Um, Killmonger, it it had to be done because what they were looking at was what he kind of did with the Ultron robot, which was the Ultron head that he proliferated from Thor and working that technology. Because if you remember from his world, he got control of Stark Industries and learned Stark. Tech, which we all know Ultron at its core, far as the MCU is concerned, is Stark Tech. And Stark Tech, regardless of which multiversal element came from, was all created and built by Tony Stark. Does that make sense? I hope so. Now, do they realize what happened to him? No, I believe they are frozen in stasis because even in that little pocket universe that is Frozen in time. I don't think they realize what happened. It is more like, hey, we stopped you in this moment. You know, that's why uh, Watcher made the uh, statement, please take care of this. Make sure it doesn't crack because we could be in a whole hell of a trouble because once it cracks, it's a done deal. They'll realize what's going on. Maybe they'll combine. Maybe they'll be the big bad for season two. Don't know. Could be possibilities. What if, what now, what the hell? (laughs) And yes, I think that Watcher was very deliberate in taking them to the apocalypse world where Ultron eliminated everybody just so that that Arnim Zola could be uploaded into the Watcher's body. If you remember from episode eight, um, he was very adamant about you know not interfering but he was basically yelling at the top of his lungs when uh, hawk act before he died you know it's right there look at it you're almost there you got the key to defeating him he knew he knew all right there we go you know now we got to remember I, i'm gonna say, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say josh let's not call him Uatu. let's call him Broatu. i think that's a better term Jeffrey Wright's watcher, bro I, too. I, I I think, you know, let's get to Twitter, everybody. Hashtag bro I too. And hopefully, you know, let's see if we can make that trend. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. Is the thing. I'm glad everybody enjoyed what if? I mean, what if? I mean, I was a little disappointed by the end of the season. I did enjoy the cartoon overall as a whole, but I'll be glad once they could get some animation, get the voice acting done, and hopefully COVID doesn't affect all this production stuff anymore, and we could get some full stories. Like I say, it still brings a little tear to my eye here in Chadwick, Bozeman and what, you know, in what is his final role. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, we should pretty much, you know, just enjoy what we got and uh, see what, you know, see what we could get in the future. And hopefully the quality of the What If series gets better. Right now, we know we're going to get a What If season two. We know we're going to get a Loki season two. We don't know what else. I don't think WandaVision or Falcon or shall I say now Captain America and the Winter Soldier is getting a season two. So, you know, these things are going to go. We got a big full schedule. We got a great full schedule of Disney Plus and Marvel movie content. I can't wait to get to see um, Eternals. That's looking real good. You know, as far as overall, What If series? Uh, I'm gonna give you a three and a half. What if I got a little disappointed with some of these episodes and how they tied it in? One thing that I did like about this week's episode, um honestly, uh it had an after-credit scene. And I really hope they ex- um, explore that more because I really like a lot. I would really like to see more of Captain Carter and hopefully skinny Steve Rogers as the Hydra Stomper. You know. Um, this late question, should they recast T'Challa? I think we could do a whole show on this, honestly. Um, I have been, you know, a lot of people I know are split on this, on should Chadwick Bozeman's character, T'Challa, Black Panther, be recast? Um, is it tasteful? You know what? And this is my thing. And I will say, yes, it is very tasteful if they recast it. And I will give you my reasoning. Um, I think that Kevin Feige did the right thing by not addressing it immediately after Chadwick Boseman's passing. I really think that that was the um, that was very classy of him and Disney. Um, but to say that they will never recast that character, you know, because He did such a great job. I am going to disagree. I mean, how many different Superman have we had? How many different Batman have we had? How many different Spider-Man, you know? And um, we're now getting into, we're going to have our second Blade. Um, We're going to eventually have to recast some characters to do certain other stories and things like this. How many James Bonds have we had? You know, if you look at it from a movie standpoint, and these are iconic characters that should be given the chance to move forward and have more stories told. You just have to be very careful with who you cast them with. You can't pull, and I bring this up because it's been in the news, it's been on Twitter. You can't put George Clooney in a bat suit and expect a great movie, right? You know, and that's, you know, a little joke you know, based off of recent events on Twitter and things like that that I've seen. But here's my thing. And I'm speaking as a black male, okay? There are not a lot of black superheroes that are portrayed on the big screen, okay? So to just deliberately not recast this character to me is taking that off the plate for kids who would identify more with a black superhero than they would a superhero of another ethnicity. So that's, you know, my take on it. Should they recast? If you quote, going full nerd. Yes. Am I glad they didn't address it? Glad they did not address it when he first passed. Yes, that was the right and respectful thing to do, but we got to move forward. It's not just about entertainment. It's about providing, you know, something someone can say, you know what? I like that because this one looks like me. Plain and simple. Um, You know, what's the possibility of what if characters include characters that have not been in the movie? Well, you know what? That could happen in the future. That really could. Um. Here's the thing. Marvel's library is pretty much all home at Marvel. There's only a couple of outstanding ones. Universal still owns the rights to the Hulk and they have deals in place and doing that. Um, Sony is still with Sony. I mean, Spider-Man is still with Sony, so, eh, but they've got their deals written and worked with that. So with everything else being reacquired from Fox and having all those other Uh, properties. Why not? But what I really think is, is the what if that we're going to have on Disney Plus really won't venture too much outside of movie stuff, because I think what they're doing and what they will continue to do is Use that for the casual crowd, not so much for the hardcore comic book collectors that go and get back issues and things like that. And remember these stories, much like myself, they're going to say, hey, we just did this in the movie. People fought about it and say, well, why wasn't this done differently? And they can address it in a cartoon and show a crappy ending to it and say, we did what we did because we wanted to do it. All right. Now, let's see. What else we need to do a good Iron Fist? What if Iron Fist show was good? Yo, no, what it is? What if we got an Iron Fist ca- an Iron Fist actor that gave a damn? How's that? That's I think that was better. I think uh, if you go into the trades and look at a lot of the stuff where they talked about behind the scenes, they say, "Oh boy, didn't even want to train," you know, because I feel we're missing out on something because in the comic books, Iron Fist and Shang Chi. They can't stand each other. And I would love to see Sean Chi whoop iron fist ass on the big screen, personally. That would be that would be nice. But anyway, that's me. That's me. Before Luke Cage comes in and be like, you can't beat my little buddy up. You know, little things like that. I would dig. I would dig. (laughs) But anyway, hey guys. It's uh, I, I, I've talked for 40 minutes. This is longer than the Sunday show. And I got to get up and go to work in the morning. Y'all killing me. But anyway, hey, I'm going to cut it off. We're going to do some stuff. Hey, you know, I like football. I got to do my football picks and record that video tomorrow and drop it online before the football game. So y'all know I ain't cheating. But anyway, everybody, hey, thanks for joining in. I appreciate it. We may do a couple of more of these. Not uh, not every week, but we may do a couple of more Wednesday night get-togethers as we go. I'm going to see about trying to get and get on and watch um, James Bond No Time to Die this weekend. Hopefully that'll be something I can review Sunday. Not making any promises yet. Make sure, like, share, follow, all that good stuff. And let me hit y'all with this. I'm Still. Oh, snap. I pressed the wrong button again. Hey, I'm still flying. I got to cut it, cut you guys loose. Have a great night. See y'all at the movies. Yo, can I get sued for saying that? I think they, wasn't that Siskel and Ebert back in the day? I don't know. But anyway, peace y'all and I'm out of here. That's mine. The greenery, yeah. close the match they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly, I'm still fly, I know. I'm still fly, I'm still fly, let's go. It's hey, thanks for popping in. I hey you guys called it, and I'm glad y'all showed. I was talking about y'all in the beginning. So, hey, remember, share with your friends, like, share, subscribe. We're still doing stuff for Children's Hospital in November. Remember, I believe it's November 6th. I gotta double check the dates. It's the first Saturday in November. I'm gonna be kicking it eight hours, live, on here, playing video games, cussing out little kids. You're making them quit, doing all that good stuff. Making them cry. (laughs) I got jokes. I'm gone. See y'all on Sunday.